0: Hey everybody, welcome to the DBC Pod. This is Jason Dodge and Phil, special Loki episode, episode one review, similar to how we did The Mandalorian. Yes. Uh, We took a break. I think we should do this more often. We talked about this in our our last podcast episode. Um, I think we're going to be hitting these up a little bit more.
1: I think so. Yeah, we talked about maybe for um, the attractions show that's coming out. Doing some of those or something, but we'll have to see.
0: We'll have to see. But uh, right now we got Loki. Very excited, Phil. Phil, you saw this twice.
1: Twice today so far. Yes. Yeah.
0: So typically, what we did with the Mandalorian is we watched it together and then immediately hit record. On the other side, we did not do this today because the MCU bug bit my whole family <laughs> and they wanted to watch it as well. So I, I got done watching it about an hour ago. Phil, it's earlier today. Um, and you've also watched a lot of the. Um, was it, Screen Crush YouTube channel that you yes. like watching? Yes. Easter Eggs. So you're going to be informing me a lot of stuff that I'm ignorant of.
1: Yes. I, well, um, those but, help me out too because I, I don't know a lot of the, the super deep Marvel comic stuff that they will sometimes mention. So I'm like, oh, okay. That helps.
0: Neither, neither do I. So that's where I get my <laughs> education from as well. Um, okay. So this I think I think we've been looking forward to this one the longest, right? I, I mean, think so. We're, we're very excited about WandaVision. Um, Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier. Wasn't really hyped for it, really loved it, but just not hyped for it. But Loki, ever since he dropped the trailer, was amazing. What were your first impressions after watching it?
1: So, my first impression, the first thing that jumped out to me was this felt bigger than WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for lack of a better word. It felt more Almost yep. like a full-blown Marvel movie. And I don't know if it was because it had more of like the Avengers music and it had some of the other Avengers in the beginning and stuff like that. But it, it really felt like just a, a continuation of the Avengers movies. And this was almost like the next plot line in it versus the others felt a bit more kind of like side stories. This felt more like the main plot line. Um But I'm, overall, I'm, I'm I really... Totally with you. Oh, yeah.
0: No, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, let me, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that because it's one of the notes that I wrote down and I, and they're, they're slightly in chronological order throughout the, <laughs> the, uh, the episode. Um, it was basically, it took place right after Loki grabbed the Tesseract in uh, Endgame and like disappeared. Yep. And then just picked right up. So that's why obviously you get the feeling that it's you know, a movie, not just like, you know, a story because it literally could have been just a continuation of the movie for a while. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, the theming and everything else is great. So, uh, I interrupted you to agree with you because it was a very good point. Um, <laughs> what were your further impressions?
1: I was just going to say how much that I enjoyed it, and the other thing that really jumped out at me was obviously there was some action in it, but there's also a lot of humor. Um, yep. I think which Wandavision had elements of, maybe not as much in Falcon and the, and the Winter Soldier, but you know, just especially the the interplay between Tom Hiddleston and and Owen Wilson. There was a lot of a lot of good humor. I chuckled quite often in a lot of the, the dialogue that was going on there and just the whole setup of the TVA and everything, how it's sort of like this retro giant government agency, but futuristic at the same time, but lots lots of humor, which I really appreciated.
0: So I'm, I'm going to kind of go through some of these different points here. Um, and we're going to try to keep the show short. So hopefully we don't spend an hour doing this for <laughs> like 20 minutes. Cause that's what these are for. These are little special one hitters. Um, so the first impression I got was you got these powerful time people, like in the, they're able to kill timelines, just like that little kind of liquid bomb that they drop off. that just mm-hmm. yeah, the time spinner like, time spinner. I thought that was just like, okay, well that's a thing now. Um, I loved how they used the same graphics as the Supreme, um, sorcery used mm-hmm. in Endgame, Like, you know, the little timeline and then he was with, um, you know, the Hulk and like, I'm going to take the time stone. And then there's a divergent kind of built off of that, which yep. I thought was great. Um, one of the questions I asked is like, so the the arrested, I guess, for better word, uh, lack of a better word, for Loki, and he kind of arraigned him and kind of did all this stuff. And like, where did the Tesseract go? Apparently, they just dumped it into a drawer with all their other Infinity Stones, just kind yeah. of lying around.
1: Yeah, that was definitely a, a a key, and I think it was a wake up call for Loki too, where he realized that this isn't a joke. These are seriously powerful people. That the the Tesseract didn't have any power there. The Infinity Stone, and they had a whole bunch of Infinity Stones, which makes me think Infinity Stones were a lot of create a lot of these uh, branches and, and a lot of variant and nexus points happen. That they're collecting all these Infinity Stones. That uh, I think the one guy Casey said that. Yeah, a lot of guys use them as paperweights. Paperweights, you know, yeah, I have that. Written we now. had what, what was it twenty? Marvel movies to to get through the whole Infinity Stone thing. And meanwhile, all these these other people are just using them as paperweights. But
0: the guy that doesn't know what a fish is, but he yeah. has thirty Infinity Stones yeah, exactly. in, his, in his box.
1: Um,
0: and this is one of the points that kind of jumping ahead in the sh- in, in the in the show. Um, what other people are commenting? I know Fo was on Discord server was commenting that this is really kind of upping the scope of the MCU, which. You know, a lot of people were asking, okay, you beat Thanos and Endgame's done, and you know all this other stuff. So, what's next? Because we got Eternals coming, and no one knows really knows what Eternals are. Marvel barely knows what the Eternals are, since I think it was a short run comic to begin with. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, so like, what could be bigger than Thanos? Because something has to be bigger. And so we we've got these three beings that are timekeepers. So you you had this. um, I think they put a nice little history bit in there that was really cool. I love the animation with Miss
1: Minutes. Yeah,
0: exactly. And um, is that the name?
1: That's the name of the animated clock. Is Miss Minutes?
0: I like that. Um, so, yeah, we get it like basically a scope of power. You have these three beings. We don't know who they are. Um, did, did you learn who these people are in your, in your YouTube? So, I'm going to watch this after the show, by the way. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, some from, from watching the YouTube and just other things that I, I do know is, yeah, so the, the timekeepers and it, it gets really complicated in the, in the comics. But basically they were created to preserve this timeline. Um, now, the, the the key thing, though, is that the timeline that they're preserving is the one that they get created in. So, yeah, it's also a little self-preservation for the three timekeepers. Um, one other thing is in the comics, uh, one of the the timekeepers or a timekeeper is Kang the Conqueror, which we know is going to be a character that's in the new Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. So uh. that's, that's going to be a connector going there. Um, other c- kind of connecting points is... They talked about, you know, at the beginning, there was this multiverse of timelines, which we know the new Doctor Strange movie is the multiverse of madness. And they also talked about where the branches happen are nexus points, which that came up in WandaVision. And Wanda is supposedly a nexus being, meaning she can exist in multiple timelines still as herself. So there's a lot of interconnections between things that were revealed in this and either past or upcoming Marvel properties.
0: Now, do you expect them to go into more madness now? Because um, obviously, spoilers, right? So we're we're not trying to ruin this for anybody that you shouldn't be listening to this if you haven't seen episode one. Anyway, <laughs> but um, you know they revealed at the end of the first episode that you know Loki, the, the uh, Owen Wilson's character, um,
1: yeah, that's Agent Mobius, Mobius M. Mobius Mobius M. Mobius is his full name.
0: Okay, uh, they're going after Loki. Um, so they brought Loki on to go after Loki, and I I thought it I thought it was kind of interesting. Is this other Loki going to basically create another at the end of this season or these um, this season? Um, are we going to find out that he's creating a just a giant multiverse of craziness, and then that's the next big bad? You have to go save. Yeah, multiverse? it's possible.
1: It's possible. Yeah, the idea is that there's probably potentially going to be multiple variants of Loki that they're tracking down, and the one is the big bad one, and. There's some theories out there for who that variant is or what they look like. I I won't spoil it for people that don't want to be spoiled. Um, But one thing that I saw was if you notice in the scenes at the beginning and then at the end, this person um, looks to collect the, the time spinner that the agents aren't able to use. And so there must be some sort of like time energy in there and maybe they're trying to collect all of them so that they have enough energy together to form a full separate timeline where like they're in charge, or the or the uh, timekeepers don't exist, or whatever. So that might be where we're leading to, or and now maybe there's two or more timelines, and that that creates that multiverse of madness.
0: So I always got the impression that there was always a multiverse. Right, there's the different variations like, like the uh, from spider-man far from home little kind of it was obviously all a lie but you know the, the different variations of Earth yeah and um, I was surprised that there isn't any right because it's obviously they said that they've killed off all the different multiverses right so it's just basically that one timeline right um, is, is am i getting that right or am i confusing that's what it seems like multivers- what they
1: did with was there there were all these multiverses at the beginning that were fighting and then this is the one true timeline that won but who knows maybe that's just the what they they're aware of or it's that yeah they have these branches and they've been able to trim all the branches so far but maybe that's what what happens is at the end here, they're not able to trim all the branches, and that unleashes the multiverses, which you know supposedly in the next Spider-Man movie, there's like multiple Spider-Men and stuff like that. So um, maybe a lot of this is is coming out of here where they're they're not able to keep it to one timeline. But I guess so we'll see. May, but
0: let me you know. I think what maybe Disney Plus is doing is making interesting stories and origins of stories, but not having to waste those origin stories on the big screen. Where yes, big movies could just go boom, and the action starts, and they could tell about a better story. Yeah, we
1: kind of even—I think we talked, on- you know, uh, either, whether it's on Discord or other places—we talked a little bit about you know using WandaVision, using Falcon and the Winter Soldier to kind of give the background to these characters without having to to yep. use up timeline in in an actual movie. And and kind of to your point now, maybe they're doing that with a storyline where it would eat up half the movie to have to explain all this different multiverse stuff. Let's, you know, use. Disney plus in this whole series to really flesh it out. And then maybe we could have like a two minute recap in the beginning of the next movie or something.
0: So you, you mentioned the last scene with Loki going after the time spinner. Mm-hmm. Um, it was labeled 1858. Yes. Is that just a random year or is that, that I, did, I actually
1: time? did look that up. That wasn't even mentioned in, in what I've seen so far. I did see, although it said it was 1859 is when they found oil. Somebody found oil in that spot in Oklahoma and it was apparently the first time oil was discovered on Native American controlled land, or something like that. So it, it does seem to be some sort of location for an event. But I, beyond that, I, d- I don't know if it mattered or if I, they just I, picked I just a hope time. I'm
0: ignorant <laughs> of a Marvel kind of. <laughs> <lady. laughs>
1: well, we, I think we're trained now, right? Anytime they give a date or a place, yeah, it's exactly. like that's got to be something, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So they the, they showed that up, uh, but then they mentioned, and I didn't catch it, and I didn't have a chance to rewind it. Um, they, show, they saw some, like, tech, right, that was, like, stuck in the ground. And they said it was early third millennial mm-hmm. on it. And they mentioned, like, something – it sounded like something was starting with an A. Did you catch the name? I didn't catch it, but I did – I
1: know what you're talking about. And I remember. I do remember them saying third millennial, but I didn't catch the name of it.
0: It was, like, an aer- aeronaut or a- emir Amer- Amer- – it's, it's, like, a thing. And then it ended with, like, somebody scrolling after – the time spinner but then getting pulled away or something yeah. like that was it maybe this is just my imagination and it probably isn't it but it looked or sounded like thor almost
1: uh yeah i, I didn't hear that um i maybe it's just be because
0: wrong first impression
1: yeah
0: i had kids crawling on me when i was
1: watching
0: <laughs> this um i'm gonna go back to first impressions okay because we skipped ahead to the end i'm crossing a lot of the stuff out here so I really dig, like you mentioned, the setting, like this 70s aesthetic, a combination of like tech and like magic almost. Mm -hmm. I mean, he mentioned like, I thought magic didn't exist here. And and Mobius goes, it doesn't. And it's basically all technology. Yeah. Um, What is the TVA? Like, that's the interesting question. And do we have any hints in Marvel what the TVA is? Or is this just basically something that's new?
1: Uh, Well, it's in the comics and it's, it's basically what they explained it to be that it's this bureaucratic agency that preserves the timeline that the, that, that the timekeepers have established. So it's, I mean, kind of what was depicted is, is what it is that it's, you know, the big thing is that it's overly bureaucratic, you know, it's all that paperwork, it's. You know, even though they have all this technology, they're kind of locked into this old technology because they can't afford to upgrade it, you know, kind of like we see with a lot of government agencies and stuff like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I really loved how they, they kind of merged that, that they can't get out of their own way. You know, even I think one of the, in that last scene, one of the agents was like, I don't want to deal with that paperwork. Let's just forget it. You know, that that type of a thing where, where you know, you're you're, like you're, you're controlling cute. the entire timeline, trillions of lives, and you're just worried about paperwork.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I like how they're all human automatically too, because we yeah. I mean, we've seen aliens like you know throughout the, the all the movies, but they're all yeah. like, all human or something like that. Yeah, um, I actually
1: found that interesting too. Where it's like, okay, why is that? Just because that's what easier for us to perceive them as, or or are they really humanoid? But to your point, why would they all look like people from Earth when we've seen aliens? I think there was one scene quickly where you see a scroll that was brought on into the TVA, but beyond that, like, you don't really part, see any yeah. other, other aliens and stuff.
0: Well, the, I thought it was also interesting that the TVA, like, video where they kind of kind of give you, like, the history of the show, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. At the very end, they showed a, a planet, like, revolving, and it looked like planet Earth, briefly. So, it was, mm-hmm. like, an intro for humans showing Earth as, like, the center of everything almost. I thought that was kind of odd. Yep different. I agree. Um, what do you make of temporal auras that you've mentioned that a couple different times during the show?
1: Yeah, that was interesting too. I mean, I don't know. And, and I don't know what Loki's it looked all red and stuff. I don't know what that means or anything that, you know, it felt very like, like going to the doctor sometimes where they take your temperature or they give all these readings, but they don't really give you any context. It kind of felt like a lot of that with like, okay, that's why tem- like, is that good? Is that bad? What does that mean? No, nobody explained anything. So, Um, yeah maybe it'll come back or maybe that's how they use it to tell which variant it is i don't know
0: because they had like a pack of gum in the 1549 Mm -hmm. scene yeah check it for temporal aura and they said you know we're not going to find anything yeah but check it anyway so i think temporal aura is something that we're going to be hearing about yeah maybe
1: seeing. it's like a timeline fingerprint or something like that or... probably
0: no i mean like everybody's got a distinct temporal aura right mm-hmm. so you, it's like you know you can like you said a fingerprint or something i think they're going to be using that quite a bit to track people mm-hmm. you know um who knows where they go next week so let's talk about this where do, you, where do you think the show is leading to
1: yeah i it clearly it's it's leading to you know loki kind of a admitting like, okay, this, this is the real deal. And I've, you know, I see what my life would have been and I can't really go back to that. So I guess I'll try to you know, work with, with Mobius and they're going to work together to try to bring down the different variants of Loki or specifically this key one that they're going after that seems to be creating lots of problems for them. And, you know, at the same time, I don't think we can fully trust Loki that he probably I'm sure has his own agenda as Um, always, but, I think it'll be sort of like a, you know, kind of a buddy cop type setup where they're trying to track down, track down the bad person.
0: Do you think they're going to be like going after the variant of the week or do you think they're going to try to tie in every episode as like one giant story?
1: I think there'll be probably be a mixture. I think there will be a variant of the week, maybe for the next couple weeks where they track one down and they think they've got, this is it. And then they realize it's not, not the, the real bad one. It's just another one. Um but I think they'll the, I don't think that'll be every episode, but I think there'll be a couple of those um, but uh, beyond that, just tracking down to the main storyline yeah
0: yeah I, I think I think we're gonna get um I think every episode's gonna progress. I mm-hmm. don't think the tempo of the show means it needs it needs to make it go forward but I think we're gonna have a probably a handful of quote unquote filler episodes where you just maybe get a piece of the story rather than a like you' know, a full fifty minutes yeah. What, what do you think about the timing of the episode as as far as the duration of it? It's on the longer side. Yeah, it was
1: definitely on the longer side. It was about 50 minutes, I believe. I think they've released the first two to critics, and they were both about 50 minutes. Um, so I think I think it's good. Um, I, know, I know the first uh, Bad Batch they released, it was almost like a mini movie. It was like an hour and a half. Um, I'm glad these aren't that long. Uh, but I, it gives it enough time to kind of flesh out and for enough to happen. Um, so I think it's good. I think forty to fifty minutes is is, is a good amount. You know, sometimes you see, I, think, I forget if it was some of the Wandavision ones were only like a half hour, and you're like, oh, I felt like not not enough happened. So I think forty to fifty minutes is about the right right one.
0: I agree. And, and one of my last points, um, I want to leave you with this, unless you have anything else you wanted to add on there. So during the interrogation scene, we got uh, Loki was being, you know, um, early Avengers Loki, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then they showed him his future, or he escaped, he came back, was able to see his future, and kind of fast-forward into his death with Thanos. And then you could kind of see Loki's quote-unquote character maturation a little bit. Yeah. Like in hyper speed, instead of exactly. happening over the course of like five you know, Marvel yeah. movies. It happens in like two minutes. Um, do you think they did that to get him into the place where the story needs to take it? Or do you think they're just trying to catch up this character? So Loki is the same Loki we remember versus the old, you know, yeah.
1: Villain Loki. I think both. I think because we, we've evolved with Loki, right? So now we're, we're accepting of Loki as more of the more good guy. I mean, always probably a little bit of a tweener, but um, definitely evolved into realizing there are stakes larger than himself that he's willing to fight for. Um, but I think it also needed to happen in the storyline for him to agree to work with, with Mobius. So, um, I think, I think probably both, I think they went as far as they did and kind of the way they did it with showing him his future and stuff was more for, as much for the audience, probably more for the audience to get him to the same spot he was in the movie line. Um, but I think he had to evolve somewhat to be willing to, to work with Mobius.
0: I don't disagree with that. Um, I, again, I think I think it's both. You needed to see his growth. They need to push it forward because this show doesn't work with super selfish Loki that would just destroy the yeah. Earth type of thing. Mm-hmm. So that works out. And in like, I, I like how the you know show him destroying New York, then also showing him playing a prank with Thor being DB Cooper, and yeah. then you know kind of quote unquote humanizing him if you can use that term with an Asgardian, right. but making him like care. So right now he doesn't care about people or time, but he probably cares more about his own skin. So this is moving forward, um, which will give him enough empathy to at least go along with what they're trying to do, especially Mm -hmm. once he had the realization that like, Oh, I'm a God. No, here I'm just nothing. Yeah. All that ego gets deflated a little bit. Uh, Any other outstanding things from the first episode you wanted to touch on?
1: No, I think we hit on them all, and, and most of my note. the one other little note I had was, of course, with his name being Mobius and Mobius, if we remember back to Endgame, when Tony Stark was figuring out time travel, the model that worked was an inverted Mobius strip, so obviously another kind of tieback and callback uh, and how that all fits into Easter time eggs. travel and stuff, yeah. So maybe I'll just end it with a little fun little Easter egg.
0: All right. Uh, we're going to have this. Again next week. Um, do we know how many how many episodes Loki is? I didn't even look at that. I can't it if it's eight? six or eight. I can't remember, but eight episodes of us talking about Loki, <laughs> and Loki only, and I guarantee you, you're not going to hear the same hour long diatribe that I did with Star Wars. Since Marvel knows what they're doing, and it's just it's just exciting. Um, from the first, uh, we'll leave with this film. From the first episodes of Wanda, Falcon, and now Loki, which one are you? Which series were you more excited to see episode two so far?
1: Hmm, I think I really was intrigued with Wanda You know, I think that really had all that mysteries and what does it mean, and and where's Mephisto and all that sort of stuff. So I think in some ways that was the one where it's like I want the next episode now. Um, but I think as a series as a whole, it's probably Loki.
0: Yep, I think it's going to have a, a larger impact on yes, the MCU. Yes, I fully agree with that, yeah. Um, as a whole, which gets me very excited. Since I just finished my rewatch of the whole MCU <laughs> universe uh, just last week. With that being said, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you uh, next week on our normal episode. Take care, all.
1: Bye, y'all.